This episode of the Get Back Coach is brought to you by Vigit. Vigit lets fans share betting tips and trends with their friends. You can also create betting leagues that are absolutely free. Vigit allows you to redeem virtual coins for prizes. Join our league where you can put your bets up against the branded personalities like CEO Joe, Ali, KMS, Walsh, and more. Put referral code BRANDED when you sign up and put a password BASEBALL93 to join our existing league. Sign up and see where you stack up against us and your friends. On this week's episode of the Get Back Coach, we have a jam-packed episode. We talked about the shocking arrest made in regards to the Brian Payton murder 15 years later. CEO Joe joins us to talk about week zero picks. We play Would You Rather with college football programs, vital information, and the playoff on the most irrelevant Power 5 college football program. All that and a lot more. All right, let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Branded Sports. I'm your host, Jake Myers, and it is finally here. We will have college football this Saturday. We can all rejoice. Now, I know it's not week one with all of the crazy matchups, but Nebraska at Illinois, Hawaii at UCLA are two great appetizers for the big main course next week okay we are finally getting college football we've been waiting for this ever since the end of january um we're gonna have uh ceo joe on uh we're gonna talk about picks we're gonna talk about uh different programs um we have the playoff later on but before we get into that um big news from last week on thursday brian Peta, uh, who was tragically shot um, in 2006, uh, there has finally been a re- an arrest for his murder. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar, um, Brian Peta was a Miami Hurricane football player. Uh, he was a Miami native. He was... Honestly, going to the NFL, he was going to be um, – people had him a, a very early j- draft choice, uh, probably in the second round, and he was fatally shot in November. Um, the The tragedy is magnified now that an arrest was made because the arrest was – or the person arrested was his former, former teammate – uh, Rashawn Jones, um, which it's it's shocking. It, it, it makes your hair stand up, especially because um, one of the bigger pictures um, after his death was it was like a giant spray painted um, 
it was like a big sheet and they they spray painted it was a great piece of artwork and it was his face it it had his birthday it had r.i.p on it and after a game the players knelt in prayer around the the painting and one of the players that's right there praying with the rest of the team is Rashawn Jones. So it's, it, again, it makes your hair stand up that, I mean, listen, it's a tragedy that he, he was fatally shot. It's even worse that it was one of his teammates, you know, someone that you think you can trust someone that, you know, and listen, I've been in football locker rooms and, you know, there are guys that had differences, but at the end of the day, you, you guys were there for a common goal. You guys were there, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're almost like a family for four years. You do everything together. Um, and families do have disagreements. Um, but this, this, this is, um, this is pretty sad, but it, it looks like the sto- how the story goes uh, from, this is from investigators. This is from the, Miami Herald, what they got from the district attorney's office and key investigators in the um, in the case that uh, Peta's former girlfriend was um, involved. That's the word they use involved with Rashawn Jones. Um, so I, I, that implies, I guess he uh, she was uh, cheating on Peta with Jones. There was a altercation between the two. Now, Peta is a defensive lineman. Jones is a defensive back. So you guys know there is that difference in weight and size. Um, Peta apparently got the best of Jones. Jones told him that he was going to kill him. He was going to shoot him. Um, it dissipated. Uh, Peta told his brother, Edwin, that you know, this is what happened. And his brother said, Hey, you got to talk to Larry Coker, who was the head coach of Miami and Peta didn't. And, and, and I know a lot of people can sit there and say, well, he should have went, man. Like, I know this is very serious. It's 100% serious, but like, I could also see where, what Peta is thinking. Like, I don't want to cause any problems. I just want this to go away. If I go to coach, then th- th- this might escalate even more. So pay to let it go. Um, uh, he was and he was shot outside of his apartment. Now Jones was questioned a few times. He said he was uh, he was pretty adamant about he was in his apartment while everything took place. But now with cell phone records, um, they caught that his cell phone was in or was registered in a tower near uh, Peta's apartment. Not only that, but an eyewitness uh, had a sketch. They, they did a sketch and it, it turned out it kind of looked like Jones because he, uh, the eyewitness said he got a good shot of him. And then not only that, but um, in September, they picked Jones out of a lineup. Um, again, this is, this is really sad stuff. Um, you know, Brian Peta, again, Miami native went to Miami was probably going to be in the, uh, was, was going to be probably going to be a hype draft pick. Um, they did speak to Edwin Peta, um, and 
you know, they you know, ask them, you know, does this give your family closure? Because for fi- this case has been open for 15 years. This is one of the, um, you know, one of the biggest mysteries, one of the big mysterious cases um, in the United States. Because, you know, 15 years, the family was very frustrated that they couldn't find the killer. Uh, I think the family was pretty adamant it was Jones just because of what the brother had said. But, you know, cases take time. Um probably didn't think they had enough in the case. Again, I'm not a crime specialist, but that's just my personal opinion. And anyway, they, they asked um, Edwin, his brother, you know, does it give your family any closure? And he, you know, says that he has mixed feelings about it um, because it's been so long, but uh, on his Twitter, he did have a picture of Brian up, when that news broke and he basically put a caption saying that, you know, he can, he can rest easy uh, next to his mother and his siblings. So it, uh, it's good that the, the family, the remaining family has a little bit of closure with this, but it, this is still a very, very tragic story. Um. We're going to switch gears um, here. Um, I know it's going to be hard to, you know, follow that up with um, something, uh, something as serious as that. It's kind of hard to follow up after. But um, more news about the uh, ACC, Big Ten, and uh, Pac-12 par- par- possible partnership. Now, um, last time I spoke, I said that those three conferences will probably not have games against the SEC. That is actually not true. I want to make sure you guys know that. It's looking like the old-time rivalries that happen every year, South Carolina-Clemson, Florida-Florida State, Georgia-Georgia Tech, are probably still going to take place. Um, Again, what this is doing, though, is the other non-conference games – if basically if you don't have a rivalry in place, you're most likely not going to play um, an SEC team if you're in the Pac-12, Big uh, Pac-12, ACC, or Big Ten. Um, again, this is a lot of television deals. This is, you know, and remember, ACC Network is also a part of ESPN as well. So I am sure that has to factor in with who. Who's going to play who during non-conference games? And like I said last week, we're going to have a lot better matchups than we're used to. Um, I, I use Penn State as an example. That if you look at Penn State's schedule, if let's just say this was in place right now, um, they would probably still play Auburn because that's a game that um, was set in advance. So they probably won't set those games up anymore like that. But uh, Villanova is probably off the schedule. Um, if this came into play, let's just say last year, uh, Villanova, let's say Villanova would probably be off the schedule and then probably replaced with someone from the ACC uh, or who knows the Pac-12. But I think the big thing going forward is these three conferences are going to be talking to each other. They are also probably going to be voting together um, when it comes to anything. Um, NCAA related. Think about it. What's in the best interest of the SEC isn't always in the best interest of other conferences. So the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma on their side 
is going to give them more backing to, hey, if this conference does well, college football does well. So the other three conf the other three major conferences, you know, not the Big 12 because they're in kind of a disarray right now, are basically trying to say, okay, listen, we're gonna work together here and we're gonna make sure, and the one the one AD said it that we're going to make sure college football doesn't just go through the Southeast part of the country, you know, trying to make it fair for everybody. So they're going to kind of, they're going to create an alliance so that the SEC isn't the only conference calling the shots. Um, But Hey, it's going to, it's going to, we're going to have a lot of great matchups when all this goes into effect. I'm going to like it. I think the FCS playing FCS teams, I think is going to be thrown out the window. I don't think that's going to be a thing really too much anymore uh those games are going to be replaced with teams uh it's acc versus big 10 you know pac 12 versus acc you know pac 12 versus big 10 you know and so on and so forth um but it's again it is good that these conferences are talking to at least say listen we don't want this conference getting too much power we want to keep them in check we want to make sure it's good for everybody and not just them now without further ado let's get in to our interview slash discussion with the head of branded sports CEO, Joe. All right. Now we are welcoming on. He is the co-host of the podcast spitballing with KMS produces the sit down with Jeff, the dude, the CEO of branded, our fearless leader, CEO, Joe, Joe Papaleo, Joe, Thank you for joining us today. Finally, we get you on. Yeah, no, I mean, kids are quite the time suck. They, <laughs> I'll tell you what, they, they they just want no remorse at all for for how they live their life and how they intrude. But yeah, no, I'm glad to be on. I said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. College football is my favorite sport. I, I'll take college football over pro football any day of the week, um, mm-hmm. twice on Sunday. So I'm excited to be here and talk some uh, some college football with you. No, absolutely, man. And like I like I said, you and I have been texting back and forth trying to get you on. You've been telling me that. And like obviously that's that's my thing. I mean, listen, I like the NFL, but there's just something different about college football. I don't care who's on. I'm watching Maction on Tuesdays. It's you know, pack twelve at night at ten o'clock when the bars are starting to close down, you know, things Perfect, like that. Man. It's it absolutely is. the pageantry, the fact that it's on Saturday. College football, mm-hmm. college football is one mistake. And that is the national championships on a Monday. Absolutely. If you put that on a Saturday, it'd be the most mm-hmm. tuned in event. It would be the most like mm-hmm. partied event. Like people that wouldn't even care about college football would just be like, yeah, let's just start drinking before the college football national championship. Oh, absolutely. And I talked, um, I've said this before, like, listen, I know the NFL has their playoff at the same time. I mean, hell you could have, you could have it on Friday, even if you want to. But like, just the fact that it's on a Monday, you have work on Tuesday. It it's just such a downer. It's like the greatest. It is the greatest sport out there, like you said, with the pageantry and everything. And it's on a freaking Monday, like the worst day of the week. You know what they could do to fix it? And I know we didn't even plan to talk about how to fix it. But what they could do is, and this is a real possibility once the playoffs expand, which I think mm-hmm. we all know is is coming sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. When the playoffs expand, or even if you added in a different week, or even if you started one week later, right? Yes. What that would allow you to do is you would be able to have the national championship on NFL's weekend where they do the conference championship, 
were both conference championship yep. games on Sunday, mm-hmm. you would have the national championship as your appetizer to mm-hmm. conference football Sunday. Yep. I, I can't imagine a better weekend than that. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, some of those conference championship games on Sunday start at four o'clock. Exactly. Started at four. It's over at eight o'clock. Then you have eight o'clock game for a national title. And that helps you on the East Coast. And if it's if it's on the West Coast, say like um, in Scottsdale or something like that, like where the Fiesta Bowl is, um, that's going to help you with time wise as well. So yeah. it's it, I just don't understand how they can't make that work. And it just baffles me because no one. And I know a lot of people they go to they go to bars to like watch games. I'm not a big going to bar to watch a game, but um, if you have that on a Saturday, people are going to go like hell. You could run cover at the door, like you could make so much money, yeah, doing that. But uh, for some reason, they want to do it on Monday. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Mm, absolutely not. Um, so. All right, so some of our listeners um, are just getting used to Branded. This is our eighth episode um, with uh, Branded Sports. So when did you decide that you wanted to create your own blog site? Yeah, so um, that's a really good good question. So my wife, my wife and I, we had our first child in August of 2018. Mm-hmm. I started Branded in July of 2018, I had the idea of starting a blog for a little bit, but the idea, I really pushed it into high gear the month before. So we're talking, my wife is like seven months pregnant. I was like, I have an idea, All right? I'm going to throw this out there at you. You let me know what you think. She's like, you're insane. I go, all right, perfect. I'm still going to do it. But originally my idea was this. I wanted to create a blog where we could house and host anybody and everybody that wanted to create content and I wanted to create the minor leagues of blogging. So that way people could go on and go and write for places like Barstool, write for places like complex or, or bleacher report and do all that stuff. And, and we've had a couple of people do that. So, you know, we got this kid, um, Dave, who started writing a little bit for us. He went to Philly sports nation. And then now he's with, I think bleacher report. So he's like the perfect, mm-hmm like example of what we were trying to do. Um, and then I just snagged a couple of people I found online that I thought were funny. That's my number one thing. I tell people, Eddie will, you know, Eddie who works for us and does a lot of behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. really works really hard behind the scenes. He'll tell me, Hey, I got a couple of people. I want you to take a look at, let me know what you think. First thing I ask him every time. And now I don't know if they ask him, he just sends it to me. I go, what's their Twitter handle? Cause that's the first thing I'm going to look at. And you know, if it's, if it's corny or they're not using it a lot, then I'm going to be like, I don't, I don't know if this is the right person. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I look at. But yeah, so we try to bring in some people. We brought in Allie pretty early on. Um, my right-hand man, Kevin, who I went and played college lacrosse with together, we brought him on. And that was kind of the idea. And then we expanded out some podcasting. You know, it, it's kind of been all over the place. And I, I think now, especially with the gambling front, I'm looking to try to really really lean heavy in the gambling side, you know, in the future here, but yeah, hopefully it's a place where no matter what you're interested in, you'll be able to find some type of content. No. Yeah. I mean, and just letting everyone know, I mean, I think I, I think I was welcomed on what is it, late June, early July, I think July, something like that. And yes. it's honestly, it's been great. It's opened up a, you know, a whole new audience for me and it's, 
I just love creating content and, you know, blogging and stuff like that. And I finally, I felt like I finally had somewhere to put all that. Yeah. That, you know? like, that's a example of that. I mean, it yeah. doesn't help right now that the Twitter account suspended. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Not you and some musical artist I've never heard of, but yeah, we're going to get that back or we're going to get a new one that's bigger and better. So yeah. Um, but honestly, like before, before we get rolling, um, you know, I thought, cause I followed branded for maybe almost a year. And I was like, Hey, like, this is pretty cool. You know? So I was like, kind of like a fan, I guess you could say. And I thought it was mostly just Philly, you know, because all my team, like I'm mostly all Philly sports. Um, but then like, there's some people from Boston in there, you know, Kevin is Cowboys and, he's an and, he's an and Yankees, which I, which throws another dynamic into it. Um, yeah, he's an absolute Eddie, Eddie's a Boston guy too. Yeah. Eddie's a Boston guy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it too. Kevin is up in Boston this weekend, just having a, a good old time. Yeah. And he's at the Boston Red Sox team with the Yankees head on. The Red Sox aren't playing the Yankees. All right. They're obviously their rival. Mm. This son of a bitch needs to show up when the Yankees have. Just go to the game. Just go to the game yeah. and enjoy the game. Yeah. I I, I love him. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> I think I went to a. This is like 10 years ago. I went to like a Red Sox Yankees game. I was dating a girl at the time who was like a big time Yankees fan and like went on a bus trip with her family. And I mean, I did wear a Philadelphia shirt, but it was like Rocky. So I was like, that's fine. I was like, I was enough for representation. I'm like, but I also said, I'm not going to wear a Phillies hat in here. Correct. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So let's get into um, the. Week zero. Oh, it's just we're here, man. We did it. Man, I, I was I, I'm not gonna lie. When I was like typing some of this stuff up and like looking at lines, like I got really giddy. Like <laughs> I literally like a five-year-old on Christmas, like right before the like I was like I was back in 1997 when I was I knew the Nintendo 64 was under my my tree. Yeah, and like I just couldn't wait to like open it up. Like that's how I feel right now going into week zero. Um, before even the big time matchups, but all right, so we're going to get started here. So we got Nebraska at Illinois. Um, Nebraska has nine starters back on defense. Offense is probably going to be worse um, before it gets any better. Illinois, four returning offensive linemen, which is going to be huge. Brandon Peters, we're finally going to see him uh, under center for Illinois. He was out for COVID last year. Uh, Billima has a buzz around Illinois, Nebraska. Scott Frost is in trouble about off off uh, campus workouts. I'm taking a lion eye plus seven. Yeah, I if you can still get that, I, I think that that line is going to end up plummeting down. I think that mm-hmm. line you're going to be a lot closer to, I think, five and a half and probably six once mm-hmm. kickoff gets there. But I agree, I would definitely take them plus the seven, yeah. didn't it? Did it open up at something crazy like nine line? and a half? Nine and a half. Okay. It was at yeah, nine yeah. and a half. It's down to seven. Now, depending on who you're with, I have seen six and a half. I already got it at seven. Um, so again, this is gonna drop on Tuesday. Check the line. Um, if it's still at seven, get it right now because it's going to it's going to lower. Yeah, and I know plus it's in champagne, also. Yeah, and I know we don't have this obviously to talk about because it's not part of week zero, but I just want to put this out to everybody as a favor to you. 
is the Louisiana at Texas game when we get to, you know, week one. Obviously, we're jumping way ahead and off schedule. <laughs> that fine. I'm putting that game on Texas on upset alert there. If you can still get that line anywhere at Louisiana plus like eight or nine or nine and a half, I got in at nine and a half. Take it, take it, take it, take it. And I would sprinkle money line on that game too. I know it's totally out of the blue, <laughs> but I just want to make sure that nobody's like, hey, Joe, thanks for telling us a little late. Yeah. Dude, I did the same thing, and oh, damn it, I didn't even prepare. But um, I have Ole Miss. I got a line last week. I was like, "Oh, this looks too good." So I love Ole Miss right now, and I know we're just—I know we're like going off on crazy tangents because that's what I do. When I go on shows, I literally <laughs> i dis i disrupt the entire thing. I I went Dude. on drunk on PNR like a couple weeks ago, and we ended up doing math problems. I'm like, <laughs> that's that's awesome. just what happens. I show up and I just I just mess shit up. Um. Anyway, I got Ole Miss. I laid down a bet like two weeks ago of Ole Miss, and I can't even remember right now who they're even playing. But I looked at the line. I was like, "Oh, that's just too good. I'm getting this right freaking now." I love Ole. Uh, before we get any farther, Ole Miss not being ranked in the top twenty-five, I think, is criminal. I talked about it last podcast. I agree. Uh, they should be twentieth probably, and they're not. Um, you know, Coryell is amazing i think he's a one of the best quarterbacks in uh the sec and i don't think he gets enough credit um lane kiffin the lane train is there i'm telling you the, the rebels are going to make some noise um yeah i mean we saw that last year when they showed up and they were like the only team that even gave bama like kind of a game for a while there mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah I, I i love lane kiffin too i know people don't like him but i i agree with you i'd be all over that oh yeah um Man, Link, uh, all right, kind of funny story. Uh, before we get rolling, again, we're all over the place. Um, I went to a game in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we they were by like a couple Tennessee fans were talking to them, hanging out. And like right by the softball field where we were parked, there was this like waste management type. And, you know, someone, an LSU fan who they were playing, like pulls in, they, they knew each other. They're like, Hey, what the hell is that? It's like, Oh, that's the Lane Kiffin uh, waste management department or something. I'm like, damn, you guys still haven't let that go. He's like, we'll never let it go. Screw him. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Then I was like, all right, man. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to Yukon at Fresno state. Um, Yukon uh, for the people who don't know, canceled their season last year. I think they're going to go through major growing pains. Um, I think Fresno is going to roll. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking the points here or sorry, not taking the points uh, minus 27 and a half. I'm taking Fresno with the, with the big line. Yeah, that's a big one. I agree though. I would, it, I'm not going to play the, the spread here at all. I'm actually going to play the, um, the under. So I actually like, I think Fresno right now is like their last, like three in a row. The overs hit, Mm-hmm. Um, but 62 and a half, I, I believe what you believe, which is that Connecticut's not really going to have much here for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Fresno is going to be that good, but I think no matter what, I don't see how the over hits here just cause I don't think Connecticut's going to be able to put up enough points or um, really any points at all. I'm so happy you said that. Cause I'm, I'm the same wavelength. I have under 62 and a half right now. Yeah. Um, Fresno at some point is going to call off the dogs. And because you also have to remember, they play Oregon the week after. All right. Um, 
I anticipate that they're going to come off hot, but then once they're up by, you know, 28, 30 points, I think they'll call off the dogs, but I don't think UConn will be able to score. I know that's tricky with that line, but I think Fresno's going to, Fresno will be able to put up enough points, and I don't think UConn's offense is going to be good at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I just don't think that they're going to be able to help out the over in that game. Yeah, they won't. So it's like, you know, let's say, let's say, let's say Fresno covers. Let's say they blow the doors off them. Let's say they mm-hmm. hang 40, right? Maybe yeah, well, how much is UConn going to score? Yeah, how, maybe they even hang 48. I don't see UConn putting up mm-hmm. 15 points in this game. I just don't. No, I, the only problem, and again, the only problem is what's going to happen in garbage time in the fourth quarter. But even right. then, I don't think UConn. I don't think UConn's going to be able to score over twenty points. I think Fresno calls out the dogs around 35-40. Um, you know, probably in half third quarter after the third quarter, this game's over or halfway yeah. through it. I agree. Um, all right, this one is the one I'm looking forward to: Hawaii at UCLA. Now. I said uh, the last game with um, Fresno State. They got Oregon the next week. UCLA has LSU the following week. I think they're going to be a little vanilla. I think they're going to underestimate a Hawaii defense that returns 10 starters. And I think this game, I th- it might stay in the – it might hit 60. It might oh. hit 60. Just because UCLA is going to be vanilla. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were returning 10 on the defensive Mm -hmm. side of it. Only thing that scares me about this game about taking that is that, or taking even like Hawaii, like plus 17, plus 17 Mm -hmm. and a half where I see it somewhere, is that we did see early line movement with this. So anytime line moves, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So line, I think, opened at 16 or maybe even 15 and a half, depending on the that. So you're jumping up to two and a half points. Mm Mm-hmm. That scares me a little bit because I, I think I agree. You have mm-hmm. the bigger matchup coming. They could be looking ahead to that. But Hawaii's got to come from Hawaii. They're going over there. Um, this also is a really good, in their mind, like a tune-up game to get ready for that. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to st- – I'm actually not going to make a play on this game. But if I were going to make a play, I think I would ride just UCLA to blow the doors off them. Yeah. No, I mean, the, it, it is an intriguing matchup, just what you said with – just how the line moves. Usually I chase, I chase the line, wherever the line goes, I chase it. Usually Um, again, going with my better judgment, I guess Um, I'm taking Hawaii plus 17 and a half. I just think they're going to be able to keep it close. UCLA is going to be a little vanilla. And just because they got LSU the next week. Um, I think it's one of those games where Hawaii's close, but then UCLA at the end, you know, gets that light late touchdown to hit double digits. Type Let me of thing. ask you this: this week, is this the game that you're most excited for? Um, I would say yes. Although I love Big Ten and I can't wait for um, Nebraska Illinois, but I think Hawaii UCLA. I think Hawaii UCLA is more intriguing to me. So yeah. Me too. I, this is this is the one. And the reason I ask is because this is far and away the one that I'm most excited for. Mm-hmm. I think Nebraska, Illinois, I think you're just going to be looking at classic Big Ten football, which I know is not for everybody. Yes. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart. But I, I'm looking forward to this just because these two schools, hopefully, you know, 
sling that around a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's always, whenever you think of Hawaii football, I just think that something weird always happens. Like they're just a team where like just wacky things happen. So Mm -hmm. this is a game I'm interested and really excited to watch. Especially, I mean, this game's at UCLA, but you know, the saying goes never bet against Hawaii on the Island. Cause just like you were saying, like wacky shit, (laughs) wacky shit happens there. And, you know, they come out and they do the, oh man, I forget what the, the, the chance and everything. Uh, the, and the, the haka. I was just going to say the haka. The, I haka really, uh, the haka is also, I've learned, the name of a manual breast pump mechanism. So that's also what I've learned recently being a father. <laughs> I was just going to say that's, that's dad shit right there. That, that's, just dad, that's just good, strong dad knowledge right there. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that's that's what I'm looking to be looking forward to. Okay. And we're gonna cap it off with uh, the stinker here. Uh UTEP at New Mexico State. This one's this one's gonna be ugly. This is gonna be an ugly ass football game. This is this is a degenerate delight. That's what this is. Um and I'm gonna take I'm actually gonna take UTEP to to cover and win by 10, yep, 10 yep. or more. Uh this I, the, yep. This is going to be, this is going to be exactly that. It's just going to be an ugly game. I also think, I think you could easily, easily parlay this with the uh, the over. So I would probably actually, if I'm giving out really good sound advice, what I would say is, UTEP money line minus three fifty. I'd parlay that with the over, and you'd probably get that somewhere probably at like minus like one twenty five, like one fifteen. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at regular juice anyway for that. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not playing over under here, um, but I'm Fair. taking also UTEP minus nine. I, I, I honestly think New Mexico state might be the worst team in, in FBS. Like they might be the worst team. And I know UTEP, you know, isn't going to set the world on fire. They're probably going to finish last in conference USA. But the thing is New Mexico played in the spring and got their ass kicked by Tarleton state. Like didn't just lose got their asses handed to them by Tarleton State. And UTEP, um, I think they beat uh, Abilene Christian, who's a decent FCS school, by like a touchdown or 10 points. And then there was another team, like a decent FCS school. So, like, these teams aren't good. Like you said, this is a degenerate gambler's delight here. Um, But I'm taking UTEP minus nine, New Mexico State, the Aggies. They might be the worst team in college. Wait. I think they're the Aggies. Yeah, they're the Aggies. They might be the worst team. They might be the worst team in uh, FBS. The last time a team – I was just looking at this to see, like, just how bad their defense has been. The last time a team went under 30 points against them was uh, in November 2019, Incarnate Ward. Uh, Word. Oh, Incarnate Word, yeah. Incarnate Word oh, only scored 28 on them. Oh man, Incarnate Word sucks. Yeah, even for FCS, they're not a good FCS school. Damn right, they're bad. Yeah, so like a Christian school down in Texas, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. so that just shows just how oh, good. Quote Tarleton State, they got they got beat by twenty eight to Tarleton State. Like, come what on, it? was it Tarleton State or was it was it McNeese that had um, Coach O's son on it? Is that McNeese? McNeese. 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 Okay, yeah. McNeese, oh, McNeese yeah. and Carlton played each other last yeah. year. I'm thinking of that. And I just off the top of my head, that kind of uh, 
enlighten me, I guess. But UTEP, uh, Stephen F. Austin was the other FCS school that they beat, who is okay. Like, they're all right. Yeah, well, but, guess what? Stephen F. Austin lost to this – or this team lost to Stephen F. Austin, too. They did, yes. Incarnate Word. So. Incarnate Word. Who is, they're, they're, they're terrible. Um, all right. So we're going to play a little game here. Uh, would you rather um, – the big topic today is what program is the better coaching hire? So yep. let's just say both these coaches – that are at these schools, let's just say they left tomorrow and the hottest coach in the business had an offer to one of these two schools, which one would they go to? Which one is the better offer? Okay. Okay. So yeah, and I saw the schools you picked too. They're, these are, these are really tough. And I tried to get schools that are pretty similar. And the last one, so I kind of got this from, uh, college football Reddit. They said there was a, um, a thread going on about our last matchup here. It was like a really good debate. So I was like, oh, I, I have a bunch of others that will be pretty good. So, all right, here we go. Um, out of the Big 12 or what's left of it, uh, Texas Tech or Kansas State? Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, so this was another one. Like this was like the first one that jumped off of me that I was like, oh, man, this is so tough. I think I'm leaning towards Texas Tech, though. Okay. Simply because this is how even it is. Texas Tech is just way cooler. Like, there's just literally nothing else that I think separates the two than the fact that Texas Tech is just way cooler. And you're in Texas. You're always going to be able to get some better talent than you're going to be able to get in Kansas. Like, here's the crazy thing. Kansas, when you think of Kansas and you think of Kansas State, Mm -hmm. Kansas, even though – they're just not a great football school, even though they are getting, they are getting better. Like, I mean, there's just nobody that, I mean, when you have, when you add, um, what's his face? Um, oh less yes, less. When you add less, well, obviously that, that's going to help, but you mm-hmm. always like, they're always the little brother. So like, oh, yeah. you know, in, in Texas tech, they're just way cooler, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I would take Texas tech. Okay. Every- so I agree with you that Texas Tech looks cooler. I love red and black combos, like that color combination. Yeah. Um, Low-key, uh, Lubbock or Lubbock is a tough place to play. It's like one of those low-key tough places to play. People have talked about that their fans actually get pretty nasty there. Um, and I just – I don't know if it's because of that Michael Crabtree, that Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree – catch and like that, that game just going off like this it changed like, texas tech's like entire like yeah i mean overnight. i love the logo i love their helmets they got um the, the red raider comes out on the horse like it is cool but i am going kansas state okay. for just for the simple reason i just think their program is in a better place right now um bill snyder built um you know, they built that program. Kansas State was the one of the worst teams in college football history. Like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, it, they they were terrible. I mean, it. Uh, I forget someone did a countdown, and like two Kansas State teams were like the worst college football teams ever, and like two Kansas State teams made it. But Bill Snyder has made that into a very competitive, um, you know, just a competitive program. They have a beautiful facility. Um, their fans are it. Their fans are usually selling the place out or at least, you know, 80%. Um, 
you know, Texas Tech had Cliff Kingsbury. They had Patrick Mahomes. They had some good dudes come through there and have done nothing with it. Kansas State, yeah, probably isn't going to recruit as well. But for some reason, program-wise, they're just in a better spot. I take Kansas State. I do. I so I can see that. I just there. There's just something about Texas Tech, and you're right. It is for whatever reason, it just seems to be a little bit harder to play there. Saw what they did last year with Texas. Took them to was it overtime or single or double overtime? It was single overtime, right? Texas Tech. Yeah. Texas Tech last year versus Texas. I think they did. Yes. One overtime, Mm -hmm. but that was like a shootout game. It ended up being really close. And then what was it? Um, just uh, what? Oh no, it was towards the end of the year. You had Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. who they hung with them like the first quarter, and then that became obviously a blowout for them yeah. as well. Um, they showed up a little bit against these games. Oklahoma State on the road, they took them to, I think, a single score as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I, I like Texas Tech. I, I would they say- are cooler. It is cooler. I mean, they, they're 100%. 100% it's cooler. It is a cooler place. Yeah, they're 100% cooler. Now, granted, they did lose to Kansas State last year too. But I mean, Kansas State also beat, uh, surprised Oklahoma first game of the year last year. Oh, that's true. I People forget about that. Yeah. Well, Rattler wasn't even himself until the end of the no, season. No, he wasn't. There, there was a completely different team. Um, the offense was discombobulated, um, and the Oklahoma defense was not quite settled in. But towards the end of the year, and that's why um, you want to you know talk about predictions and, and stuff. But uh, I, I have a, I have a future. I have a future right now with Oklahoma. Say it. Wait, hold on. I have one as well. Mine is over eleven wins. Oh, I have national title. Okay, good. I There's two teams. If you're going to take a flyer on a national title mm-hmm. this year, you take it with Rattler in Oklahoma or you take mm-hmm. it with Daniels in Georgia. Those are your two teams that you take yeah, a flyer on. absolutely. I just like um, – again, we're, we're flying off the handles here, but I, <laughs> I absolutely love it. I've been talking to myself for, for you know most of the seven uh, episodes, but I – I just think that Oklahoma defense has finally figured it out. Grinch, Alex Grinch, great D- DC. And I think they finally figured it out on defense. And that's going to give that high-powered offense more opportunities to score. So they don't have to worry about other teams scoring, you know, plus 35, and you're going to be in a shootout. Now they're going to be making more stops. They're going to be giving that offense more opportunities to score. And when you do that, with Lincoln Riley's offense, it's it's going to spell trouble for other teams. I think they're going to absolutely run through the Big 12. Iowa State's going to be tough, and I feel so bad for Iowa State because they have the best – probably their best roster ever in the history of their program, and they're going to be second fiddle to Oklahoma because that's how good they are. Yeah, no, it's – I think Oklahoma too, and, and you – I mean, you basically touched on it as well. One great thing that they have in their back pocket is that nobody ever expects their defense to put it together. Oh, absolutely. So, they're going to surprise a couple of teams early. And I think like kind of, kind of push back and be like, Hey, you know, people are going to be like, Holy shit. Like these guys, especially in the big 12. Cause like no one plays, no one plays defense in the big 12. Uh, I shouldn't say that West Virginia has a decent one, but other than that, no one plays defense in the big 12. Like Texas. Yeah. is Okay. But no one else. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I saw a stat that just blew my mind. Um, Iowa State, you know, decent program, right? Yep. When's the last time they, they won a conference championship? Do you want to take a guess? I would say it's it's got to be 15 years-ish. 
That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought, uh, I think they won the Big 12 because they've always had like. Have they never won it? 1912. 1912? Going on 100 years. Over 100 years. Over 100, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, we're, we're almost at 110. I know. It's crazy because. I know because uh, Campbell has had decent years, but when you look back, I mean, he's he's winning nine games, you know, nine games, ten games, <clears throat> but he has no conference championships just because Oklahoma, Oklahoma's been their daddy, just like Clemson in the ACC, Ohio State for most of the time in the Big Ten, um, you know. But yeah, I was shocked. I was like, I said they couldn't get one. Before, like in a hundred and some years, like what the hell? That's insane. They're they're one of the like they're a team you can always bet on mm-hmm. that they're gonna be kind of middle of the pack, but they're always gonna have a game where you know ESPN's talking about them. Like they oh, yeah. show up one time a year to mm-hmm. like upset somebody or just like take it all the way to the end with like mm-hmm. you know usually like an Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah. That's insane. Nineteen twelve. It is nineteen twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just also the TCU, also decent defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary all right, here we go. Uh, all right, back on track. Uh, UCLA or Cal? Okay, this one's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's it's not based on the programs. Uh, a little bit. Last year, I mean, throwaway year, Cal plays four total games, mm-hmm. right? Not not great measuring stick-wise. Yes, they go one and three, not ideal. Mm-hmm. Year before, though? Decent year. They had a bad stretch in the middle, but they won. They won the, um, oh my God, what was the bowl? It was like Netflix bowl or something like that against Illinois. So they beat Illinois, which is a good win. They beat Washington that year. Utah kicked the shit out of them. But um, I like the Golden Bears. I would take them over UCLA. And because I went to Kutztown, also Golden Bear. Also I, Golden Bear. Got to take them. Got to take them from there. And I just, I just don't like UCLA. I just flat out. There's something about the school. There's something about them. There's something about them. Just don't like them. Um, this one was tough because when I think of Cal, I think of like Marshawn Lynch. I think of Justin Forsett. I think of, you know, because they had some good teams. Yeah. They had some pretty good teams, you know, but UCLA, I don't know. This one's tough. Uh, I would say I think I'd go UCLA for one. You're in LA, and I feel like you'll get more of the California kid. Probably go to UCLA. That and you can market the Rose Bowl as your home field. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I Pasa, that that I mean Pasadena as the the Rose Bowl as the sunsets is one of the most beautiful pictures in all of college football. Um, but again, this is tough. I, I can see both sides here. I just think with UCLA facilities wise, and again, we talked about cool factor with Texas tech. I'm not saying I love UCLA's color scheme, but I think it's better than Cal. They have I that mean, dark blue, that dark blue with the gold. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fair, but I just, something about UCLA I don't like, they're also one of these schools where it's like, you just feel like they should always be better and they just never, they just never live up to it. Also true. Also true. Pretty much since Chip Kelly's been there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rosen, Josh Rosen only won. I mean, I know he never panned out in the NFL. Shocker. 
Hey, Thanks a lot, right, Thanks a lot, Miami. Too soon, Too soon man. <laughs> but still, like, I mean, I just feel like you see. I just feel like, but I understand what you're saying. UCLA just never pans out. But I don't know. I just feel like they're better than Cal. But, yeah, right. I, I'd be fine with that. I just yeah. give me Cal. Give me Cal. Okay. Uh, next one, Florida State or Miami. I mean, I'm taking Miami. They're, I mean, they're the better team now. You got the way better prospect, um, mm-hmm. or I mean, uh, quarterback. Uh, King is King's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State stinks out loud. Ever since, mm-hmm. ever since Bobby left and or Jimbo left after him, even they just mm-hmm. can't get their shit together. They they absolutely stink. I'll take Miami. And you want to talk about cool factor. Oh, they are the ultimate cool factor. It's not even close. You're going to get way better prospects Mm -hmm. in Miami than you are Florida State. So, yeah, yeah, give me Miami every single day. And I actually like Miami. I like Miami this year to go in. Yeah, they're in North Carolina this year. I like them to go in North Carolina win. I like them to get to the ACC championship. And Mm -hmm. I like them to beat Clemson in it. Okay. So, I'm also going Miami. But my first, if I was the head coach and they said, what is your first order of business? My first order of business is build a stadium somewhere near the campus. <laughs> somewhere near it. Yeah. Because ever since the Orange Bowl, the, the, you know, the actual stadium, the Orange Bowl, like Miami hasn't fit in. They, they just don't fit in where the Dolphins play. And listen, I'm a Dolphins fan. I love the Finns, but the fan base in Miami sucks for the Dolphins. It's there is a more diehard fan base for the Hurricanes. Build the stadium near them because those people are going to travel. Like they're get, the students are going to they're more inclined to go to games, and it's just a ten times better atmosphere when when the U has all these crazy rabid fans there. Because if you watch a Miami game, if it's not at night, the place is half full. Like that's a disgrace for Miami. It also doesn't – it doesn't make sense that a program is so like legendary as they are. I think that's fair, right, to call them legendary? They, they are – all right, continue with your point and then I'm going to go on mine afterwards. I, I was just saying it, it just doesn't make sense that like – maybe prestigious is a better word. They mm-hmm. just, they're one of these programs when you think of like good college football, like that's a team that just pops in your head because of what the U did at oh, their yeah. time and everybody that they, you know, represented. It doesn't make sense that they don't have their own stadium. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Temple not having its own stadium. It's Temple. Football. Oh, it's ridiculous. I tweeted something out the other day about how uh, someone had like a graphic of like, like what could have been or whatever. And like two Temple people were like, yeah, that's never going <laughs> to that's yeah, never uh, gonna happen. And like, gonna happen, but like your temple, we're talking about temple. We're talking yeah. about Miami. It's, yeah. it's two very different. Worlds. Oh, absolutely. It makes yeah. no sense. No, it, no, it makes zero sense. I mean, listen, I, like I hate Pitt, but I always say like Pitt needs a stadium, and there's nowhere to put it. Pitt can't play at Heinz. It's so hard to get to games. You can't have student like students have to drive to the game. Like they can't just walk there. Like yeah. that's a major flaw. And like it suffers because of that. Yeah, big time. You know, the same thing with Miami. But like, all right, so you say so Miami is one of the most 
prestigious schools as far as college football goes, but they are very hot and cold as a program. Yeah, like oh, yeah. when the U's in, they are in the thick of it. Um, but the problem is like when when they're not, they it's it's rough. Like it's rough for them. It's like almost like how I can't believe we're gonna make a hockey analogy here. They are very much like the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Like when the Pittsburgh Penguins are good, like the last, you know, the last few years they've they're been one of good. The best teams in hockey. Exactly. Like they're they're dominating teams. Like they're yeah. really good. They're gonna win cups. You know, Miami's gonna compete for national titles. But when they're bad, it's like pre-Mario Lemieux type shit. Yeah. Like where they're just not like they're just not on the same field as all these other teams. And like that happened. Like after they got in trouble after like 1988. They weren't as good anymore, you know, yeah. and then it took them until 2001 and b- before there was like the big resurgence again. But even that they, was it, was it 18 or 19? I think it was, I think it was 19. They were in, the, I think they were a bit in like a New Year's six bowl again. Yeah. But it was 19. I think going into the 19 season, I think they had like the hype about them that like, this was going to be the year Mm -hmm. that they were going to bounce back. And then they ended up like dropping like one of their like first, like two games, um, either Mm -hmm. 18 or 19, whatever year it was. They beat the bricks off. I think they beat the bricks off of Notre Dame that, that year. Correct. Yeah. I did enjoy watching that. But speaking of Notre Dame, the other reason why I'd, I'd rather take Miami as well is they have kind of the Notre Dame factor when it comes to, or actually I, I should really say I, I shit all over Notre Dame all the time. That's going to be one thing that if you're a Notre Dame fan out there, I'm sorry. I hate your program. I hate your fans. I hate you. That's what I'm saying. I just don't like you um, as a person. You know what I mean? Not like, you know, as your fandom, like I just don't like who you are to the core <laughs> and everything that you represent. Um, <laughs> but um, they have that factor where I think, and and like I said, it really it should be Ohio State. I'm comparing this to, if Miami can be good enough to be in the conversation of like top four playoff team, they're gonna get that extra boost from the committee. Uh-huh. Like they're the, oh, yeah. the committee would love to put in. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would love to have that as like my extra card in my pocket. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I will say the only positive I think with Florida State is that even when they're bad you're going to still have that fan base there. True. Yeah. We're going to have that fan base there where Miami, you're not, you're like, if you're not good and you're playing a three thirty game, guess what? You're going to have half the, the, the stadium filled Florida state will at least sell most of their tickets. That's the one thing with Florida state. Yeah. That I'll, that I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I would give you that. Um, all right. Next one, South Carolina or Ole Miss. Okay, so I like Old Miss here more than South Carolina. Um, one of the reasons, though, is Lane Kiffin. So obviously, in this scenario, we'd be replacing them, or the hottest coach would be replacing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to think of it as right now. And if you're going in and you get you get Matt Coral, right? Is it, how do you pronounce his last name? Coral, right? I've always pronounced Corral. Corral. All right. You get him as a sophomore. He looked great last year mm-hmm. um he put up some really good numbers granted you're losing more you're not going to have him you know for him to sling the rock to but mm-hmm. you're going to get at least two years of of him under the mm-hmm. belt with you oh, yeah. start off if you're you know if like the job became open today i like old miss more than i like south carolina south carolina to me 
they're like the flash and they'll get like one or two guys that are big time pro prospects that mm-hmm. everybody's watching their games for, but then that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you get your guys that you want to see play and then they just never really pan out to really compete in the sec. Not saying, not saying Ole Miss is really going to compete in the sec, but if there's one of those two teams, when I think of has a chance to actually compete and win it, it's, it's Ole Miss every single time. Mm-hmm. So again, in this scenario, I will also I would also take Ole Miss just because right now I believe the program is in a better spot. I think South Carolina, uh, you know, Beamer's there now, but there's a lot of uncertainty. I think with Ole Miss, they're at least trending in the right direction. And if a new coach at this time, I think a new coach would rather take Ole Miss. Plus, the the light blue color scheme is probably the best in college football. And I've heard one of the best tailgating scenes also with the Grove. So also yeah. thrown in there. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to, to tailgate an SEC game yet. Even mm-hmm. though I did, I was at, you know, we did, Brandon Sports did go down to the Peach Bowl two years ago when mm-hmm. Burrow lit it up. So we did get a chance to like hang out and interact with like LSU fans. And mm-hmm. we will be at the Orange Bowl this year. That's a little yes, piece sir. information coming out. Obviously, that's going to be fantastic. Shout out our sponsor. Can't shout them out right now, but going to shout them out soon. Eventually, (laughs) Uh, We'll be down in the Orange Bowl in Miami. That's going to be fantastic. But had a chance to hang out with some LSU fans. I mean, fantastic. Just like, oh, yeah. Unbelievable. They're great people. They're the best. My Twitter Twitter, uh, profile picture is from that because we get to the one, we get to the one guy's tailgate and he's got two of those big, like, Lee Corso versions of like those heads that he would put yeah. on those tiger heads. And I was like, do you mind if I wear one of those <laughs> and, and interview you? And he's like, yeah, I'll wear the other one. I'm like, oh yeah, you will. I was like, this is fantastic. Oh man. So like I said, oh, man, like I said before, I went to that game at Tennessee. They were playing LSU as a night game. And like some of the LSU people came, man, they brought me gumbo. And I was like, I was in heaven. I'm like, man, I'm in Knoxville, you know, uh, I'm, I'm eating gumbo with a bunch of Cajuns. Like th- this is great. Like life does life can't get any better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. It's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm t- taking both. We're both taking old miss. Um, all right. This, we got two heavyweights, two heavyweight matchups here, Georgia or Florida. Yeah. This one, this one's the hardest one and it's the hardest one by a lot. I lean I lean Georgia here. I lean Georgia here just because of the program. I think it is a better program. I think Daniels is a beast. I think he has a chance. This team this year legitimately can compete and could potentially win the national title. Talent-wise, they can. Talent-wise, they 100% can. Mm -hmm. Um, Florida, you're always going to have better recruiting in Florida. Well, maybe not. Let me take let me take a step back. You're not always gonna have better recruiting. You're always gonna have a better recruiting pitch in in Florida because you're in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just cooler than being in Georgia. Um I don't know. Ooh, Gainesville though? Maybe not Gainesville, but you're it's, oh you're in Florida. Oh yeah, being in Florida is great, you know. But I mean, and you're and you're talking you're talking I mean, yeah. high school kids are pretty easy to uh yeah. I think sway back. I mean forth. Athens isn't so grand either, but no, no. Yeah. But I mean, you got like I said, you got JK this year. If you're stepping in this year, mm-hmm. who potentially is going to be, you know, 
the guy. And then they have, I think they have two really good prospects, uh, quarterbacks that are freshmen now. Don't they have, um, what's his name, son, too? Uh, Muschamp's son? No. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look. If he I'm is, gonna... he's only a freshman. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah. they had two good freshmen. I'll have to take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I, I like Georgia. Give me give me the give me the mm-hmm. Bulldogs. And you know, Athens is that's a tough place to play. Let I think was it last year? Last year when they had the night game going, they had the lights going. The LD, yeah, the LED lights are in oh, oh yeah, dude, it's sick. Sign me up for this. Sick. That's a hard place to go and get away. That's that so actually both of these places are on my bucket list um to go to. But so I'm also going Georgia. Um, just because yes, they are in Florida and yeah, that can be a good recruiting pitch. But my thing is in Georgia, Georgia is one of the hotbeds of college football or sorry, high school football. If you're Georgia, you're gonna, you have a better chance of getting all those kids from Georgia. And yeah, you can pick some from Bama or Alabama or the Carolinas or Florida as well. I just think Florida with the resurgence of UCF plus you know, Florida State's uh, recruiting a little bit better, too. You have Miami. There's more competition of the big three plus UCF to get guys, while Georgia is also in that pool. But I just think they have Georgia all to themselves. And I just think that's a better – I just think it's a better spot. Plus, you're closer to the Carolinas as well. Yeah. So you can get that East Coast. Yeah. So I'm – and. Right now, I think, like I said, Georgia, I think, is in a better spot than Florida. You know, Dan Mullen, again, in this scenario, he's gone. But, like, he's building Florida to be a solid 9-win, 10-win program. But those Florida people want him to beat Alabama. Yeah, and, like, that's just not – that's just it's, not as cards anytime soon. I also think – and this is this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I also think that their ranking, their 13 ranking coming into this year, I mm-hmm. don't think is fair because I think a lot of that is looking at kind of what they did last year. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Trask was arguably one of the best players, you know, oh, yeah. in the in the country last year. And you don't have him obviously this year. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of their rating, their top 13 rating, I think that's a lot inflated on what they looked like last year with a guy who was, you know, arguably a Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I mean that, that is true. And again, they lose them, but I mean, those preseason polls, I get so mad at them because like, it's all mostly based on last year. Like, yeah, they do look at what's coming back, but it's all based on all right, how good did, how good were you last year? And there's always one or two teams that were terrible the year prior that come out of nowhere. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Better chance of this of which one of these happens? Ready? All right. Georgia wins the national championship this year. Okay. Or Florida finishes this year, uh, finishes this year ranked outside the top twenty-five. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Let me pull up. Let me pull up Florida. Let me pull up Florida's schedule here. I think they're there's they're both very close. I think you could just as easily see. Florida not even finishing the top 25 this year. See, here's here's my thing with Florida. All right, so they'll beat Florida Atlantic. They'll beat USF. USF, what a fall from grace. They were one of the best um, 
group of fives, and they're yep. now they're god awful. But they'll they'll lose to Bama. I they'll Tennessee be will probably give them a game. Well, all right. Let's just say worst case scenario they lose to LSU, they lose to Georgia. Um, uh, hell, even let's just say they lose another the show. Let's just say worst case scenario they go eight and four. I think they'll still be 23-24. Okay. And I think eight and four is the worst case scenario. So so what was the question? What what's a better chance? Georgia winning the national title or Florida finishing going out, out of it? Going out of the top twenty-five. Oh, I think Georgia winning a national title. Okay. I think there's a better chance of that happening than Florida. Just because eight and four with those with those losses, I think I think sh- should still keep them. 23-24, and that's with eight lo- – or sorry, that's with only eight wins, which I think they're nine and three. I'll tell you right now, I'll I'll take you up on that. I think they lose – I think max for them is eight and four. I think they're going to lose a game like in Kentucky. That's not going to be a walkover for Oh, them. it's not going to be a walk in the park. That's for sure. Whatsoever. And then I could even see them losing something like at Missouri. Mizzou. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing about Mizzou is I think when they have a high-profile like SEC team, I think they get kind of jacked up for that, especially depending on what time it is. Exactly. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, damn. So you really think Florida's going to under eight wins? I think eight is their – yeah. I, wow. I, I think I think it's either – it's eight or low. I, I don't see how they they I don't think they win nine. I think they're the three games that we touched on the, those ranked games that they have, mm-hmm. the Bama, the Georgia, LSU. Mm-hmm. I think they're all of them are losses. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how they keep even either or any of those games within seven points. Mm-hmm. I think your best chance is probably at LSU because LSU is still like rebounding a little bit. Right. But I still think LSU beats them by double digits, and then I think they trip up somewhere like Kentucky. I could see them losing at home to Tennessee. After building up to, hey, we're playing Alabama. This is our right. chance, da, 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 da. And then they come out flat. And then the next game against Tennessee, do they have the wherewithal to step up and then say, all right, now we need to write the snide or, you know, write the ship? I don't know. Okay. No. All right. Hey, well, we will see. Yeah. Good take. Um, all right. Last one. I know I'm biased here, so I'll have to give this more to you. But, um, so Michigan or Penn State, this is the one that was apparently on college football Reddit that people were going back and forth like from all over the country. So my whole th- – I'm really trying to take my bias out of it. I really am. Trust, I- I'm really trying. I just think Penn State right now, I think ha- – and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think Penn State right now has more of a cool factor than Michigan does. And that was like Penn State's problem – for years is that they weren't cool. They were, you know, um, because, you know, they, they didn't celebrate after time. Like they, they were very, you know, uh, you know, block soldiers pretty much and just no emotion. You know, I mean, emotion, but they just didn't have the cool factor, I guess. But, you know, the, the crowd until like 2005, they sat on their hands. They're just an old timey, crowd from this podunk town in the middle of PA. But then like after 05, I don't know, like a bolt of electricity went off in the fan base 
And now with James Franklin, I think he has more of that. Let the guys let their hair down. You know, they can express themselves more. I think there's more of a cool factor there. Um, also, um, I know Michigan, you know, has like four or five all-time wins over Penn State, you know, for an overall record. But as of lately, Penn State has beaten them three times in a row. You know, Michigan's coming back to Penn State. It's looking like four in a row. I, I just think right now, even with a terrible season last year, I just think Penn State is in a much better place than Michigan. And has been the only team that has consistently played Ohio State tough in the Big Ten. Yes, um, I agree with all of that, but I have to take Michigan now. Okay, let me let me let me. No hard feelings, this. Joe. No, no, no. Feelings. Let me just say this for everybody listening. Yeah, I had to take my bias out of this as well because I told you before we stepped on here, I'm a diehard Michigan State fan. Yeah, right. I, I hate. Well, Michigan. You don't like both these teams, so I, I don't like either one of these teams. Yeah. I don't like Ohio State. I don't like anybody in the Big Ten except for Michigan State and Wisconsin. And I don't like Wisconsin because how do you not like Wisconsin? It's Wisconsin. <laughs> so I had to take my bias out of it. But I agree with you. Penn State's in a better spot now. Mm-hmm. There is that cool factor. They, I mean, whiteout games are the coolest thing. A, a whiteout, a whiteout night, like that's a game that you don't you don't miss. Like, I don't care if you if you are a Big Ten diehard. But when there's like a whiteout game, it's it's Penn State versus Michigan even. You know what I mean? Like we had a, a couple of years ago when they had that that awesome overtime game where they ended up beating Michigan at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't miss those games. Like the that's like you can feel the energy come through TV. It's the it's the most surreal thing being there. Like yeah. I was spoiled. I was spoiled as a college football fan and like just going to Penn State games every weekend just because very few places are like that. So yeah. like I, I was pretty spoiled going to games. I went, I, I've only been to one game up there and it was um, Penn state. They hosted Ohio state. I think Ohio state was one at the time. It's when they had um, Smith as their quarterback. It was like Halloween weekend. It mm-hmm. was <laughs> fantastic. It, oh, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's an atmosphere, the entire town. I mean, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. The entire town's a buzz. You know, you get that cool win. Penn State, after, you know, September 18th, it just snows, you know, constantly up there. It's just cold and for the rest of the year. But it's just – it's got those vibes. But here's the thing about Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan can turn around the program like that. And I hate to say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. They can turn around like that. And if we're taking this as, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a coach, which one of these jobs would I'd rather have? I'd rather have the job – where I can't get fired from Jim Harbaugh has been <laughs> the worst coach. One of the worst coaches in college football based on expectations and reality. Mm-hmm. He has what one win versus uh, Ohio state and Michigan state combined. One. Well, it's, it's Michigan state. Yeah. Yeah. It's that one winning. No, I Michigan think he, ha- I think he has two against Michigan state. Oh, you got two. He has he's two against Michigan state, but he does. He has not beaten Ohio state. He's like two. He's like two and two and eight combined for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Last year, Michigan State had no business going into Michigan and winning that game that they they won last year. Mm-hmm. No business, and they win that. Oh game. yeah, talent wise, Michigan was ten times better than them. Insanely better. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, Sparty goes in there and does what they need to do. Um, Sparty does Sparty things, man. Sp- right? Sparty does Sparty things. We missed our. We as in Michigan State have missed our window. We had a chance when we were quarterback. You there for a while, but. 
Michigan always, no matter what, how bad they are, they just get recruits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just, it's the big house. It's, they, they just constantly get mm-hmm. recruits. And I think if they, if they really get good and competitive again, they're going to stay good and competitive for a good 10 years because then everybody's going to want to go back there again. So I oh, yeah. would take, I would take Michigan just for the factor that I think you can turn it around quick. I agree mm-hmm. right now. If it was this season alone, give me Penn State because Penn State's the only team out of those two has a chance of knocking off Ohio State. I think this year again, I, I don't know. I think Jim Harbaugh might get swept again. I, I think now when you're talking about expectations and like reality, like I think Michigan right now, um, like their expectation is to beat Ohio State and they have not gotten there yet. And the problem is they haven't even come – they haven't really come close to beating Ohio State. I mean, there was that one year, uh, 2016, where they lost, where there was the controversial JT Barrett. And the team that went into the Big Ten Championship was Penn State, who had eventually won it. And that team – now, granted, Penn State had like eight guys out on defense, and Michigan hung 40-some on them. But, you know, just think you beat Penn State by 30-some points – and then later on in the year, that same Penn State team jumps you because now you can't beat Ohio State. And then they lost a heartbreaker to Iowa in Kinnick because you want to talk about weird shit happened in Hawaii. Weird shit happens at night at Kinnick. Yeah, Iowa. <laughs> that's also very true. But, I mean, yeah, no, I can see what you're saying. Plus they have that Detroit. They have the Detroit area. They have they can kind of go in those cities in the Midwest. I feel like they kind of dominate up there, whereas sure. Penn State has to rely on – other places they have to go into Pittsburgh to get guys. They have to go to New Jersey where Rutgers are starting to recruit well into Maryland. And I think that is harder for Penn state to do, even though they've done well with it, but it's, it's tough that you have to go outside of your state for the most part to get the big time recruits where they have programs sitting right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I just think, the turnaround time, anybody could go in there and turn it around pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you let me put it this way, if Lane Kiffin, if you switch Lane Kiffin and Jim Harbaugh, I think Ole Miss is in trouble, and I think Michigan is competing. Yeah, I think better. I mean, what well, Michigan's a you know nine win football team every year, yeah. pretty much, and but- I think Lane Kiffin can definitely do that. Maybe even make it better. And I don't think Harbaugh has to be in a good spot. You would he have to be. He has to be in a good spot to succeed. Correct. Yeah. And but I think if you put if you put a guy like Lane into Michigan with the recruits that Michigan's able to get, you're talking about that. He's like at the end of the day, no matter what happens, this offense is going to be flying. Oh, and yeah. maybe we lose to Ohio State, but we're not going to lose like you know thirty five seventeen. It's not even close. We're going to lose sixty three to sixty. Like these games aren't even close though. Yeah. Like that's the problem. And like, I know, I know people, and I don't want to get on my Penn state soapbox, but like, I know people bitch Franklin all the time for his, you know, mismanagement of the clock and things like that. But I think the big difference, and I know what I said, if we're being honest, he's kind of a crybaby. He has his moments, (laughs) but you have, you have, you know, people compare, you know, Franklin and Harbaugh all the time too, because their win loss record and things like that. I think the big difference between Franklin and Harbaugh is that Franklin can build a program. He went into Vandy and had a 10 win season and like 
gave them like three bowl games, I think, where they won one of them. You know, you know, and then he goes to Penn State where they had, you know, the scholarships. uh, They had their junior and senior classes were hit with the sanctions, Um, you know, had some two rough years. But then his third year, they win a Big Ten championship. And now they've been sitting, you know, right behind Ohio State. And like fans are getting ticked off about it. But Michigan, I think Harbaugh came into a better spot and is doing less than what Franklin's doing. But no, that's I, my that's my uh, Franklin soapbox for the day. No, I I agree. I, mm-hmm. I I agree with both of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can. Hey, you want to say, hey, he can't beat Ohio State consistently. You know, we're never going to win a national title with him. Hey, listen, that totally fine. But if you get rid of him. You might turn into Nebraska. You might turn into Florida State. So at least we're in the conversation every year, you know. Harbaugh, I mean, they're there, but then they always underachieve. But like they're they're not even like there. Like, mm-hmm. even when they're like, even when they're good, there's no belief. It's like they're gonna screw this up. Like they're yeah. just gonna find a way to screw this up. I mean, like, even that one year, like I said, the one year they got, you know, they, they missed out on the Big Ten championship because of the three-way tie. I think they got beat by Florida State in, like, the bowl game. And, like, or, like, they got their they got the bricks beat off of them by Florida, like, the next year in, like, yeah. uh, the Sugar Bowl or something. Like, that's the other thing. Their bowl record is terrible. And, like, Harbaugh apparently has them, like, on lockdown and shit. Like, but I like, let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. How do you do when Harbaugh gets hired? Mm-hmm. And I know they say like it's a, almost cliche. When Harbaugh gets hired, mm-hmm. it's hard to do two things. One is win a national championship eventually, but two is every single year beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You aren't close on doing either one of those things, especially with like oh, listen, Ohio especially State, Michigan State. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Ohio yeah. State's good. Michigan State's bad right now. If you can't beat a bad Michigan State mm-hmm. team. How do you get an extension? Yeah. How do you? I, I don't know. Uh, he's a Michigan. He's a Michigan man. I and my God. his overall record's decent, but I mean, he's not beating Michigan State. He's not beating Ohio State. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know. He's and he's also a weird guy too. He's so. Yeah. I met him once. He's 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 a weird cat. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he finishes his contract. His extension. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I don't see I how do it not, especially if they if they don't do well this year, I think they definitely I, I, I don't I don't see them finishing it out. I, they have a tough schedule. If you look at their schedule, so you have oh, yeah. week two at home against Washington, then you're at Wisconsin, Lost. at Lost. Michigan State, you could lose. Home against Indiana is gonna be tough. At Penn State, you should lose. Mm-hmm. And then home against Ohio State. I mean, those I mean, those are just like your your ranked and almost ranked games. Those are going to be tough. That's seven and five. Factor in home against Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern's always. Uh, Northwestern's going to be down this year. But Pat Fitzgerald's a great coach, so you never know. He is. He is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to have they're going to have a really tough time. Yeah. All right. So vital information. So we got a couple quick hitting questions for you. Um, so. You have said Michigan State guy, so most of these can relate to Michigan State. They can relate to anything else. When we talk about uh, more so campus-wide, you'll be representing Kutztown today. That's right. 
Cuts down. Right. Golden Bears. Golden Bears. Uh, all right. Your first, the first player that you liked in college football from Kutztown. That doesn't matter. Doesn't okay. matter. No, we'll we'll skip that one then. Um, not gonna do. Not gonna do from Kutztown. But oh no, not Kutztown. I said Michigan first, State or college football. First player I liked. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing: when you think about like your sportsdom fandom. Mm-hmm. You really get into it like end of middle school, early high school. That's when you start like knowing everybody. Yes, I would say mm-hmm. that's I, true. The first guy I was like, I have to watch play all the time is probably Tebow. Really? Okay. I think the first guy where I was like, I need to see every single snap. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. that would be because oh, because when they win it, oh, six and oh, seven. Yes. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. That seven. was with that crazy team. Yeah. So that is. That's my freshman year of college. I just can't remember a guy before that, like being that captivating in the early 2000s where in high school, I was like, I just need to watch him play. I think Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow was the first guy I was like every single, every single game. Like I just wanted to watch Florida play. Right. Okay. Now, would you say he's your favorite of all time? No, not even close. Who's your, who's your favorite player of all time? Connor Cook. I mean, it's not even. Okay. All right. I will die on the hill that Connor Cook didn't get enough of a shot in the NFL. Listen, he stunk when he did. Where's he at? He was he with, he was with uh, the Raiders okay. and then they cut him. And then last year he was with the Roughnecks, the Houston Roughnecks. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Roughnecks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where he is now, but I'll, I'll I loved watching Connor Cook play in those, and those teams. I'll also say I'm a huge Johnny Manziel guy. I would okay. watch, I'd watch Johnny football in college play against anybody. Yeah, he was. I mean, just, he was. Inter- he was entertaining. I, I. So I've said this on here before. I hated him, but like I, it's like I loved him and hated him at the same time. I was like, I gotta hate that guy, but like, damn, I wish I was. I wish I was him. Yeah. You know? Oh my god. Yeah. He is. He's one of the things that. He's like a perfect representation of why I love college football, and maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more than the pros is that it's. It's good, but it's also kind of messy. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not perfect yet. It's yep. not, you know. It's, it's not, raw. Yeah, it's it's, it's raw. raw. It's not perfectly yeah. designed at all oh, times. Yeah. He would go out there and he would just like throw off his back foot when he got in trouble, <laughs> run left and right, and just like hope that Mike Evans was there to bring it down. Mm-hmm. I, I just enjoyed watching him play. He was probably, he's probably one of my actual favorites. I'd say, isn't it the crazy thing is though? Like, yeah, Mike Evans was there, but like, and, and Mike Evans 100% contributed, but like Mike Evans wasn't Mike Evans. Like I feel like Mike Evans turned into Mike Evans the year after Johnny left. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, and like that was the thing. I mean, he he was very entertaining to watch. Like it, it was pretty sweet watching him. Yeah. Um, favorite season as a fan. So Michigan State. Okay. Um. I, I would say the year that they went in and 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 beat I mean and lost to Bama in the playoffs because that was our last like hurrah. That was the last hurrah. That was the last hurrah, and I legit thought that they would have a chance to go into the playoffs. I and I was too. like, as long as they didn't, as long as they weren't matched up against Bama in the first round, I was like, hopefully we can get them in the championship. I would say that season. That that was the season. It was just they were dominant on both sides of the ball. I miss Mark D'Antonio. I. I, I was shocked. He did well. He did well there. He, did he really did. And this he, and the new coach now 
Tucker. I'm not a believer yet. Mm-hmm. They're still a mess. They, they don't have like an idea. He came into a terrible situation. You got to give him some time. Yeah. You got to give him some time. But like you coached one year at Colorado and all of a sudden you're going to go to Michigan State. That's what I don't. That's what I don't. Under, There's I, I don't understand why they. Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I didn't understand the hiring. That's something that's Mel Tucker. It's just. Uh, he didn't really do that well at Colorado, but Hey, maybe they see something in him. I mean, hell he beat Michigan his first year. So that's, that's a win. Yeah. That, that season was awesome. You had the big 10 championship, which was, that was a classic where you had the touchdown at the end where running back gets spun around. He does like over over the head stretches to like just cross the plane. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was the year. All right. Was was that, was that 16 or 15? 15. Was it 15? Yeah, it was 15. It was oh, yeah, 15. 16. They stunk it up. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, Lewerke. I, I remember they were trying no, to say, hang on. Don't give me that, that shit with Lewerke because every time he played Penn State, he looked like uh, uh, freaking, uh, you know, John John Elway every Lewerke. time. Lewerke sucked. He was awful. He, he showed up every time he played Penn State. He, he freaking showed up. He was that, always there. That year coming in, they had him as a uh, Heisman hopeful, and I totally bought into it. Yeah. Well, the he tore him up. He tore Penn State up in 17 and 18. Yeah, well. That one year, 16, they got their ass kicked. But, like, 17 and 18, they beat Penn State back-to-back years, and Lorarchy was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, well, and those are probably his only two fucking games <laughs> ever. I, I hated watching him play. It reminded me of right be, in between, right between um, Cousins and Cook, mm-hmm. you had Andrew Maxwell. And okay. he was, I don't even know if that name rings a bell because that's how bad he was. I don't even remember him. He, the Andrew Max, well, if you look at like Michigan State's like record, mm-hmm. like they had, you go from like Connor Cook, I think Connor Cook's, or, um, Cousins last year, I think, is like 11. Mm-hmm. And the Maxwell year, he comes in and he's garbage. The team's garbage. You still have Le'Veon Bell there. And, I mean, they, they played some teams tough, but they just they just weren't that they good. They put it together. Yeah, I mean, you only lost to Ohio State by one that right. year. But, yeah, they just couldn't put it together. together. And then they end up – I'm pretty sure Connor Cook came in and actually played the Buffalo Wild Wing Bowl against TCU too. So he was like – Oh, okay. That too. No oh, sweet. Be a Le'Veon Bell, man. Like I uh, didn't utilize him. I mean, it's tough though to kind of utilize a back like that because he's he's one of those you know zone read. He's gonna stop, 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 and then try and find the hole. You know, and like Michigan State, I feel like is not like it's like you got to go now. You yeah. Know, well, he was. I mean, it, I don't know if you remember, he wasn't in college. He wasn't as much of the patient runner as he was more of a mm-hmm. downhill runner. I think more because of the size and like the speed. He oh, was a better. big dude. Yeah, he was a big dude. But they had like a little run there. I mean, you had Jeremy Langford too. They even made him look oh, like yeah. all world. I remember her after yeah. Bell, and then I forget who came in right after Langford. You had um, guy who was that next guy? Like just Bell cows. They had Bell cow after Bell cow. Uh, I don't know. I still remember. Was it DJ Duckett? Yeah. From like the early two thousands, yeah. Um, I forget. I forget their other back, but yeah, they used. Yeah, you are right. They they used to have some backs like right one right after another after another. And you know what it is too? Like that's why you want to talk about Big Ten football. 
That's why I love Mark D'Antonio. He would just run the ball, play defense. I think he did – he went on a run. I think it was like 20-some games where Michigan State led in time of possession, like 20, mm-hmm. like 20 some games. They, they oh, control the clock. Yep. Yeah. I, I forget who they played the one year that they beat the snot out of, but they took like, they had like 95% time possession of the game. Like just would yeah. take the ball away from you, run the ball. We, they were the, it's like, it's like Navy. It's like what Navy does. Navy and army yeah. do. They just run, 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 you know, wait, you know, waste the whole clock down score. And then you better score. Cause you know, but you might not know when you're going to get it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite uniform. Um, Oregon's flavor of the week. When they were on the little run with uh, Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. and they just had a different uniform every week. I love their uniforms. I would say, give me, give me that, like that, that yellow and like black version that they have. Okay. And they yep. Have, I know and they also have that like metallic one that they had going on with like the white. I, yeah. I was I cool them. with the metallic that that metallic one that they had going on for a little bit. Yeah, I, I love, I love everything Oregon does out there, right. jersey wise. Um, favorite win as a fan. So this one's tough. Or it's not tough. It's an easy one for me. But um, I, I I didn't get to see it live because I was in Italy. But Michigan State blocks a punt, takes it back versus Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. So I was in Italy. It was 2, 2.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. our time there. Um, and we had just gotten back from the bar and everything. I always passed out. And I'm literally on my phone, and I couldn't get the game. Right. So Wi-Fi just, like, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I see there's 10 seconds left. They have to punt. I'm just like, oh, my God, so screwed. So I put my phone down, and then I look back at it, like, 30 minutes later. I just hit refresh, and I was like, what in the world <laughs> just <laughs> happened? And then I obviously saw the highlight and I lost my mind. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm friends with a, a Michigan fan and he was like, we were talking about best or sorry, worst, worst losses or oh, the first time you felt pain as a college football fan. We were talking about one week and one Michigan fan that I knew was like, oh, the, the fumble, the fumble six or whatever, the punt six or something, whatever they call it. But yeah, um, best uh, tradition. In college football, I mean, you can say specifically Michigan State, um, or you can go outside. Now nah, they don't have any like they don't have any like really really good traditions. I think mine, my favorite one right now, is probably the Iowa Wave yeah. to the uh, Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest one right now um, out there, and so I I would take that as like my favorite. Yeah, I, let me yeah let me get that one. Right. That one's okay. Sweet. All right, these next two are Kutztown based. Uh, best place to eat in Kutztown? Spuds. All right. Spuds? Yeah, oh, yeah. So there's there's a couple locations. There's actually one in Dallas, Pennsylvania, and then I forget where the other one is. But Oh, no shit. There's one in Dallas? Yeah. That's like where – like that's like 20 minutes where I grew up. Oh, I'm telling you. Next time you're Spuds? around – Spuds? All right. I'm so <laughs> what it is is it's a, it's a, it's a French fry restaurant. All okay. Right? They give you these like the little metal tins with the plastic top. It's like mm-hmm. it was five dollars uh, uh, a tin, so I mm-hmm. get like two or three of them at the end of the night. And mm-hmm. they have like, different fries. It was like 
taco fries, which is basically taco, like everything that's in a taco on top of a plate of fries. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Sour cream and chive fries. Oh, yeah. Cheese, they would do cheesesteak fries. Just oh my God. The cheesesteak over fries. They're <laughs> fantastic. So that's oh, still, if you, uh, if anybody wants to break into any of like my accounts, one of my things is always like safe, like safe passwords is like favorite restaurant ever. <laughs> Spuds. Spuds. All right. Uh, lastly, best bar in Kutztown. Shorty's on the waterfront. Not even Shorty's on the waterfront. Yeah, and that's—I right. don't know why we call it that. There's no water remotely close to it. I was just gonna say, where's the water? There? None. There's no water at all in the entire place. But Shorty's is the absolute best. All right. All right. All right. Next. Uh, lastly, to end everything off, we got the playoff. Okay. Uh, playoff brought to you by Vigit. Vigit lets fans share betting tips and trends with their friends. Uh, you can create your own betting leagues that are absolutely free. Uh, Viget lets you uh, lets you bet on games. Uh, put your bets up against our guys from Branded, uh, like CEO Joe, Ali, KMS, Walsh, and more. Put in referral code Branded when you sign up and put in password Baseball93 to join our existing league. Sign up and see where you stack up against us and your friends. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. If anyone's been following that, uh, I've been putting bets on baseball and I'm like two for 13. Yeah. This not is good. Uh, yeah. Not and what's good. nice too is it, it refreshes every month. So if you don't win that month, don't worry about it. You can come on back next month. I'm getting, I'm getting, st- I'm ahead of you, but barely right now. Um, not, not doing great right now. Base, uh, I'll let, I mean, everyone knows, but like, yeah, be, be, betting on baseball is not my thing. I'm much better college football wise. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I've had a rough, I had a rough, uh, week. Um, also, um, Vigit also allows you to redeem your virtual coins for prizes. So again, it's free to sign up. You bet, you'll bet your coins that they give you. And then if you get enough coins, you'll be able to get some prizes like Amazon gift cards. I think the big one's a PS5, but again, totally free. They'll give you the virtual coins and you guys get to see where you stack up against us and your friends. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be doing a contest this year through the NFL season where they'll be giving away two tickets, flight and hotel to the Super Bowl. So once again, cost you nothing to join, cost you nothing to quote unquote bet. You're not betting real money. You're betting big coins. You can yep. be down negative coins like, uh, like Jake and ourselves. I think we're combined <laughs> down like 1200 or 2000 coins right now. doesn't yeah. matter. Guess what? Slate wipe clean start of the month. Yeah, Jay Jay Arnold was saying that too. He was like, yeah, "I'm down. I was down like a thousand points or a thousand coins, and they gave me more." Getting our, our doors blown off right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So our playoff this week is Mister Irrelevant. Okay. Now only Power Five, but who is the most irrelevant team or irrelevant program in the FBS? Okay. So Joe, we're gonna go back and forth. Uh, do you have number four for us? Yeah, number four. I'm going to. Do <clears throat> I want to make him number four? Yeah, let me uh, let me make him number four. I'm gonna, I'm going to put Rutgers at number four, okay. and I'm putting them at no, only at number four because they're actually starting to get some wins. They had the win mm-hmm. at Michigan State last year. We don't have to talk about it, but they're actually starting to put something together there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. So let me put them number four. Rutgers. Okay, solid pick. All right, I'm going Oregon State. Whoa. Hey, uh, they're just kind of there. Whoa. 
I did not see that coming. <laughs> you did not see that coming? All right. Oregon that. State. Um, they had thirty a 30-year bowl absence uh, until 1999. And then, like, through – see, here's the thing, Joe. They've tricked us. They've tricked guys like you and I because in the 2000s, they were a decent team, right? Yeah. They are a decent team. They had a big win against USC on a on Thursday, Friday kick. And they're all right. Now they haven't been to a bowl game in eight years. That time where they, again, were a decent team in the 2000s has gone away. Again, haven't been to a bowl game in eight years. They're going back to what they were pre-1999. So I'm going with Oregon State. They're just meh. They're just there. But great color scheme. I love the orange and the black. Fantastic. Love the color scheme. Yeah. Fantastic color scheme. All right. All right. Uh, three for you, Joe. Maryland. I mean, it was Rutgers. Really? We're going to fight. Yeah. I couldn't care less about Maryland. They don't belong in the Big Ten. They belong. If they're going to be anywhere, throw them in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be there. But Maryland, Rutgers, football schools, just can't get down with it. Um, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not here for them. So. Give okay. Me, both of them were going to be my first two off, no matter what. All right. Okay. No, I could definitely see that. I I would say Maryland would be more. I think they're doing a lot better than they were with the Loxley. But again, that that whole program's a mystery. Like I don't I don't know what's. I, they can win four games. They can win seven this year. I'm not sure what the hell's going to happen. Well, I mean, they beat they beat Penn State in Penn State last year. They they did. <laughs> they did. That was bad. That was probably one of the worst games to watch in my life. They're um, I, they've been my favorite team over the the course of like the last um last like so many years just to bet against live because they never set the line big enough and I just wait for them to score one touchdown. And I was like, all right, now I can get I can yep. get a lot of <laughs> All right. My number three, uh, I'm going Rutgers. Uh birthplace of college football and has done shit since. Um, Shiano is starting to kind of get the recruits going in New Jersey, but, but here's the thing when let's just say they win seven games. Like if they get to that point where they win seven games, how long Shiano going to stick around? Like he's going to be defensive coordinator somewhere. He he can move on to a a bigger school. I I don't think he's as tied to Rutgers as people thinks people thinks he is. Yeah. I mean, they, in that sense, they're very like Miami Marlins or like Pittsburgh Pirates, where it's like once you get good enough, you no longer play there. And like yeah. you, if you get good enough, you no longer mm-hmm. coach there. Oh yeah. The, the Ray Rice years, they were okay, like the next couple years, but it was because they were at that peak. They got some recruits, but then they got nothing after that. They were basically running on fumes thanks to, uh, you know, Ray Rice and Greg Schiano. Yeah. Um, we yeah, two, right? Two, two. two I'm, I think I'm, we both, we probably both have the same two and one, but oh, they could be flip flop. Go, go with your two. I don't know if you do. I don't know if you're gonna have this one. I, I have Arizona. Oh shit! Okay, I did not expect that. Arizona as a football school, just pointless. They haven't won. They haven't won a game since October mm-hmm. 2019. So they lost. They they lost all five or six that they played last year, and then the tail end of 2019, they went on to lose like nine straight or something like that. They they're not. They're just not a football school. The only reason, like legitimately, the only reason I think they should even should have a football program is just because to have an in-state rivalry with uh, Arizona. Arizona State. But mm-hmm. Arizona State is 
leaps and bounds better than them and always oh, yeah. especially when you know you got you got mr playoffs we talk about playoffs running the show over there um i think Arizona, no, uh you play to win the game you play to win the game oh yeah yeah yeah. Think of Demora. <laughs> yeah. Um, who his kid was at ucla but anyway yeah. but i just think as a, as a football program i think arizona is completely pointless yeah um not on my list Again, maybe they've tricked me because they were decent in like the 2000s. But like, oh, yes. Lately, though, they've been god-awful. I think you had, you had Rich Rod on the sideline. I think he had, yeah. his, he had his wife and his mistress on the sideline, which yeah. I think is really problematic. Um, and I think it's been downhill since. I'll be interested to see if my number one is on one of your last two. Okay. So my number two is Vandy. Okay. Um, you know, they've – they have it – I'm trying to think here. What did I put? Oh. They usually make a bowl game in a decade. They're good for one bowl game a decade for years. James Franklin comes, makes them competitive. And then after that, a um, little bit of a downhill. But then Derek Mason, after Franklin's guys come, go in, or sorry, leave, Derek Mason had guys that, you know, pretty good, got him to a couple bowl games. But apparently that wasn't good enough for Vanderbilt. And now they're back to square one. They were awful last year. Their stadium sucks. Apparently, you roast in the sun there. Uh, Vanderbilt, the Commodores, not number two. Most yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, Vandy was my number one. Um, was your number? Okay. Especially when you're when we're talking about the SEC, like they just don't even have a chance. They don't. They have no chance. There's no chance there. And listen, when you're that close to like downtown Nashville. You, you you should be able to get some more recruits. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Nashville. I have. It's amazing. I love it. So much fun. So amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. You bring a college kid down there, they should be like, yeah, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. I want, yeah, exactly. Sign me right up. It, mm-hmm. Immediately up. You know, take that. I would take that over, like, you know, Tennessee mm-hmm. every day of the week, you know, that town. But Vandy, Vandy and the SEC is just completely pointless. If they would do so much better if you move them over to like the ACC or something like that, just yeah. get them get them out of the SEC. Put them to a group of even a group of five. Put them the the A. Would you say the AAC or the ACC? I said the ACC. I'm still uh, giving. Put them in the AAC. Put them in the AAC. Let them build a program, and then maybe they can come back. Yeah, they just don't you know? belong. They're never going to compete in the SEC. Yeah. They, Jay, Franklin has said before that. They had guys on their roster that played like one year of high school football. See, like that, you just can't. Like, you know how crazy that is. And like they were going, they were going to bowl games, and like past past the second strings, like they had dudes that were like on the tennis team that were like just athletic. like that's freaking insane to me. See, people get people get upset when they're like, "Why does Alabama play Citadel every year?" Well, Citadel's collecting a check, and so is Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, let Vanderbilt and Citadel play every year. Mm-hmm. Vandy's decent in basketball. Like here, and that'll get to my number one. But like, Vandy's decent in basketball. They're really good in baseball. So like, I think they're good in women's sports too. So, I mean, they're just one of those schools that just football is not their thing. Yeah. But their their facilities have been getting a lot better. They need to revamp the whole um, football stadium because I hear it's a complete like wreck. Yeah. Um, so my one is Kansas. Interesting. Um, just so here's the here's the thing with Kansas. You dominate a rivalry early with Kansas State. Yeah. Bill Snyder shows up, 
and now it's completely it's a it's a complete flip. Kansas State now owns you. Um, they are in the absolute basement. They're getting beat by FCS schools consistently. You know, Les Miles was going to go there, and now he was he was terminated. I don't know who's the head coach now. Um, it's just my head either. I don't even know. I don't know who the head coach is right now. I don't know. And like I mean, you had Mangino, you had Big Mangino there, and he had that one. He had the one year where they won the Orange Bowl. But I just don't see them ever getting out of the basement. Like Vanderbilt is at least in the southeast part of the country. They're in the SEC. There's a, they're in Nashville. There's something there. Kansas, what are they in Topeka? They're yeah. in freaking Topeka, Kansas. That's which is not a hotbed for college recruits, unless you want to go junior college, which th- that is a hotbed. That because not college. a hotbed for quite literally anything. Nothing. Nothing. Planes, like not like airplanes, but like like grazes and corn and things like that. They have they do have a really good JUCO presence there. They have a fantastic JUCO, a junior college presence there with like Independence and um, uh, Huntington. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of different JUCOs that are there. So like, if you want to go that route and just hire mercenaries to just come in, like you know, tear shit up for two years and then leave fine. But other than that, you're not going into Texas. You're not going into Nebraska and getting people. Yeah. No. There's, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to go. So that's why I'm thinking Kansas is the most irrelevant and they care so much about basketball that they don't care about football at all. They're it's like, UConn. it's yeah. like UConn. It's like, okay, you're there, but like, we, we really don't care. You're not our, you're not making us any money. So go have fun. Yeah. That's a good right. list. I, I didn't I didn't even think to put them on there. I had almost that as an honorable mention BC. Not because they're bad, mm-hmm. just because BC's never gonna win an ACC championship. No, like, they're, they're not. They're, they're never not. gonna win an ACC championship. They're never really gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. I do think this year they get over seven wins. I think possibly eight wins this year. Bowl game. BC. Oh, I like Mark it down. Mark it down. Um, all right, before we end, um, uh, Joe, hot take for the year? Oh, yes. Hot take for the year. So my favorite part of college football is uh, scenario season. I love playoff scenario season. I hope it gets to eight, but even with just four, I just love talking about it. Mm. My hot take this year is Clemson is probably going to make the playoffs. Right. I don't think that they should. And I don't think it's even relatively close because you have and maybe the hot take is really this their game against Georgia on the fourth that's their entire season the rest of their schedule is a walk you don't have you don't have another ranked game i mean maybe that'll change i don't think they play i want to double check they don't i don't, don't think play they play miami and i don't think they play unc don't you won't see them until the championship you have complete walk and chalk all the way to the end of the season, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to play one game against Georgia, right? This isn't the F, um, FCS anymore, where or whatever that yeah, BCS, it? BCS, yes. Sorry, um, oh my god, the schedule sucks. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. you're going to play Georgia. You're going to lose Georgia. I, I mean, I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced they're going to lose. I, I just think Georgia is the better mm-hmm. team. Yes, you have, you get the game at home. That's fantastic. You're going to need that. But yeah. your first game of the year, 
my first game of the year out of the gate, I wouldn't want to see Georgia. No. I don't want to see them coming in. When, did it, when was it scheduled? I mean, I know like eight years ago. Something like that. And it's uh, usually, yeah. And you know what? And I'm pretty sure actually now that I think about it, I think it's on a neutral field as well. So I don't even think that it's at home for them technically. So you open this, you open the season against Georgia. You lose that game against Georgia, let's say. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have another ranked opponent if obviously like ranking stayed somewhat what they are now. You're not going to have a ranked opponent until the ACC championship where you're going to play a Miami or a UNC. And you might lose that game. And then if you lose that, obviously there's no chance that you get in the playoffs. But a one-loss Clemson team this year, mm-hmm. I don't see how they get in. And here's – if you think about it, your SEC champion, most likely going to be Bama. Bama's most likely going to go – Most likely. Undefeated, they're going to be your SEC champion. They're going to be your number one seed. Mm-hmm. I think your number two seed is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think that Oklahoma has a real good chance of running the table and possibly beating – Alabama in the national championship, your three seed most likely is going to be like an Ohio state. So let's say mm-hmm. they, they, if they win the big 10, I don't see how they're not the three seed. Mm-hmm. Now your fourth seed is going to come down to, let's say a one loss Clemson team, mm-hmm. a Georgia team who, who already beat them during the season, already beat them during the season or even, and I would say a dark horse, really, I don't know if they're that much of a dark horse because they're right there. Texas A&M is going to be a tough, tough team this year. Mm-hmm. I think I think Texas A&M had a shot last year, and I thought they had a real chance to be that fourth team. They had a good team. They had a good team. They had a good team. They're, they're bringing back, obviously, a pretty good team this year. You, you know, you don't have mod this year. But I don't see how a one-loss Clemson team makes it this mm-hmm. year if all the cards kind of fall in place where I think that they will. So if Georgia goes 11-1, Clemson goes 11 and one. You have to put Georgia in. You have to, because then it, it, because then it turns into, then why are we playing games in the beginning of the year? Because I know it's going to, the argument for Clemson will be, well, you know, they figured it out. They figured it out at the end of the year. Well, Hey, that doesn't matter. Like you have two teams that you're tossing up and one of the teams beat them. Sorry, Clemson, but George is going in. That's why, and I if won't. Georgia's ten and two. If Georgia is ten and two, I do think Clemson does go in. No, and th- and that's why I'll I'll start my take with this. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get in. I don't think they belong. And I said this. Uh, this has come up a couple of times. One I would say is with Penn State and Ohio State. The year that Ohio State did end up winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. Penn State deserved to be in over them. They beat them and they won the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? Okay, so here's my argument to there. I was one of the people, because there were a lot of people in my camp that were like, oh, we should be in, we should be in. And I'm like, okay, I understand we had a bunch of defensive guys out against Pitt, which we lost to Pitt. And then same with Michigan State where they blew us out. But it, it, it's an ugly loss. Like I understood why. Yeah. Like I was mad, but like I understood, like, listen, you lost to Pitt and you lost to Michigan. I know guys were hurt, but you lost to them. And you won by a blocked field goal. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, almost an act of God type shit. But you beat so them. You did beat them. I, under- I understood why they were left out. I-, I completely understood. I was mad about it, but I was like, I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, but no, I. I know what you're saying. I absolutely know what you're saying. Yeah. So 
they're one example. And then actually Georgia, I think it was 2019. Is it 2019 or 2018? Yeah, they, they didn't even go to the SEC championship, right? Correct. I think though it was 20. No, it was, it was, it was the two. It was the two bomb at the end. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the, the 2018 season is mm-hmm. where they end up going to the Sugar Bowl, not making the playoffs that year. Okay. And only two losses that year were at LSU and home against Bama, where they took Bama all the way down. I mean, Bama only that's right seven. And you got Notre Dame in. Now, granted, Notre Dame, I think, won undefeated or they had one loss. And one loss, yeah. I said before, I actually have a blog up on Branded. I said, Notre Dame's a better team or has a better record. They don't belong in a two loss Georgia team this year. The mm-hmm. eye test told you everything. That was the, that was the fourth best team in the country. Right. Notre Dame goes in, they play Clemson in the first round. They lose by like 30 points. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one saying it. And I'm like, listen, this, it, they don't belong. Like mm-hmm. watching them. I think the last game of the year that they played, you had, yeah, you had Georgia played Alabama. That game was on the exact same time. Notre Dame and North uh, Northwestern was on. Mm-hmm. And watching those two games look like one was on regular speed and one was in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these aren't the same teams. Oh yeah. So, no, oh, completely back to the main point. Clemson. Yes. Probably going to get in. I'm saying a two law. I would take a two loss Georgia team this year without even seeing them play yet. Mm-hmm. I would take a two loss Georgia team this year over a one loss Clemson team this year. Damn. All right. No, I listen just from what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I think you're completely right. It, I think it's 100%. If the chips fall on that, if the chips fall like that, I think it's definitely going to happen where Clemson can be 11 and one and be left out because the team, uh, the other team that's going to be fighting for that same spot is going to be 11 and one also, and also beat them. Yeah. Um, and then, I, yeah. I mean, even Georgia's what's Georgia's schedule look like this year. Cause Georgia, like I said, if you can beat Clemson, mm. actually Georgia's schedule. Now that I look at it, not that tough whatsoever. <laughs> so I might be wrong. Still, though, you beat Clemson earlier in the year. So if you're 11 and 1. Yeah, but actually, now that I look at it, I don't see where Georgia loses loses a game besides the SEC championship. Obviously, you know, Clemson will be a tough one, but, you know. Again, so if they lose the SEC championship, what are you going to do? If they beat Clemson but lose in the SEC championship and that's their only loss, you got to you gotta you, put them in over Clemson. You got to put them in. You got to yeah. put them in. You have to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have, I don't know if this is a hot take. So listen, I, I like Indiana football. I do. I, I I'll root for the Hoosiers. I think it's good for the big 10 if they're doing well. Um, but everyone's, I feel like everyone's high on them, but all right. Penix jr. Is coming off an ACL surgery. So you don't know how he's going to be. And if you look at their schedule, at Iowa, who I think Iowa's going to win the West, they got Cincinnati, who is probably more talented than them. Okay, then they have to go to Penn State with a team that, you know, is going to be out for blood because that loss just plummeted their season from the get-go. You're, they're not going to beat Ohio State. So that right there, that's four losses. I don't think Indiana gets to nine wins this year. I think a lot of people have them, um, you know, new, uh, a shoo-in for a New Year's Day Bowl. I don't think it's happening. I think Indiana, I think they're only going to be stuck at – I think they'll be stuck at eight wins, but no New Year's Day Bowl for Indiana. They'll probably go to, like, the Alamo. 
yeah, I mean, everybody was super high on them last year. I mean, the controversial win in that week one was obviously tough for, for Penn mm-hmm. State uh, fans out there. But um, I I could definitely see that. I have a tough time saying that they won't win nine. Mm, look at this schedule. So, so, so who, who they're so the four toughest games: Ohio State, Penn State, Cincinnati, Iowa. So they have to win one of those games to get to nine. I think they could beat Cincinnati at home. I, I think Cincinnati is criminally underrated, even though they're eight. Mm-hmm. I just think that people just aren't ready to to classify them as like one of the big dogs. Mm-hmm. But I think at home that that's a game that they could win. Okay. Yeah, because the first first game of the year, Iowa in Kinnick at three thirty. That place is going to be rocking. Rockin'. Yeah, rocking. Um, you know what? Honestly, now that I say it out loud, I know we shit on Michigan for a while today. I could see them going into Michigan and losing. Also, yeah, also true. Also true. You know, Michigan, even though, yeah, we, you know, rip Michigan a lot, but it's still Michigan. It's still going to be a tough game, you know? Yeah, especially, I mean, if you look at, if you look at where it's at in the schedule, at Michigan pin right in between Maryland and Rutgers, Mm -hmm. that's... Maryland, that's the day before Halloween, too. I mean, that's also, but... I don't know. I, I just don't see them. I don't see them getting. I don't see them um, getting to nine. I think they're an eight-win football team. Okay, we shall see. We shall we, see. We sure. definitely shall see. Um, all right. Well, that does it for us. Uh, make sure you guys. Um, oh, make sure with the playoff that's going to be released tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the GB Coach. Uh, make sure you guys vote for the most irrelevant uh, college football program in the FBS. And also follow us on Twitter at uh, Get Back Coach, all one word. All right. Joe, thank you for coming on. Uh, guys, have a great week. Appreciate it.